everyone, and welcome to this week's edition of the My Whim Life Show. I have super coach Miss Sally Cleary with us today, and I am so excited to be able to share her with all of you. So Sally, you and I have had uh, a couple of conversations, and I've got to know you a little bit, but I would love to have you share a little bit about yourself with everyone else. I would be Hi. happy to. Hello, all of Wendy's listeners. Um, so a little bit about me. I'm a counselor turned coach. Uh, I have discovered that my style is so much more engaging and dynamic than I can get away with as a therapist. So um, that's how I got from counseling to coaching. Um, I am kind of an exercise junkie, so when I'm not exercising, I'm doing nothing. Like, I can sit around and just pet my cat, and that's it for hours. Um, so, yeah, if that's me. I'm just kind of a high-energy, let's get down to business and then get on with it kind of girl. Oh, I love that. I love that. So, you originally got into counseling. Kind of what led you in that direction to begin with? Yeah, uh, so working with just understanding human nature and loving social psychology has always just been second nature to me. So, you know, really looking at human behavior and wondering why is it like that and what drives people this way and how do you explain this? That's just something that has always just come really natural. Uh, so doing that as a therapist was just a, a perfect fit. You know, what's interesting is that I found over the years that people who come to counseling want a diagnosis and a treatment plan. They don't want to be therapized. So um, <laughs> they just need someone they trust to help them talk through hard times. And that doesn't require that I give you any kind of diagnosis. So coaching works great. Right. Yeah. And I, I find that that really interesting that you say that because I um, have definitely been involved in counseling myself. Uh, throughout the years for various different things. Um, and I I never felt like I wanted the other person to fix me. I mm -hmm. felt like I need that person to bounce ideas off of, make sure that I I'm not losing my mind, that that what I'm that what I think is going on is within the realm of reality, that I'm not overreacting, kind of helping me figure out as I grew um, you know, in, in my knowledge base that those, that I could learn how to set new boundaries based mm -hmm. on new information, new experiences. Um, so I, I love that you kind of take it from that, you know, that approach of, you know, I don't, I'm not here to fix you or diagnose you. I'm here to help mm -hmm. you have the conversations basically with yourself that you just yeah. don't, don't know how to work through. Exactly. I don't know you. I don't know what people need. I don't know the first thing about what people need, but I'm a really good question asker. Um, so the kind of I'm joking, I'm not joking is I don't sure. really know anything. I just know how to ask the right questions. Um, yeah. So, you know, when I've been asked to speak before or to I've appeared in some um, women's uh, it's hard to explain. It's a, uh, basically a women's uh, health type um there's a spinoff from bodybuilding.com that is no longer in business, but I appeared on some videos giving some some talks, and yeah. I thought, wow, I'm not as good at this. I don't get to ask questions because you have all the knowledge that you need already. You just need someone to ask the right questions. 
Yeah, absolutely. So when did that shift for you and you went from counselor to coach? Like what, what did that transition look like? Yeah, it was a huge leap of faith. So I was working in private practice and I had a super full caseload. I had people on a wait list and kind of playing the insurance billing game, which is a total nut and um, realized that it was getting harder and harder. The people that were coming to me, it was harder and harder to find a diagnosis that I could ethically give them. And so um, I got connected with a company that provides wellness coaching um, and decided to close up my practice and give that a try. And the first week I did it, I cried every single day because it was <laughs> such, <laughs> such unfamiliar territory, but I have since come to love it. But it really took a decision, a hard decision of I'm gonna take this leap um, and do what I know I've been gifted to do. And that wasn't it. So I chose something else. Yeah, I, and it's really interesting because a lot of the people that I talk to, they have a similar transition. However, mm -hmm. it was like from corporate America into entrepreneurship. Yours really was entrepreneur to entrepreneur, just trying mm -hmm. to figure out where the, the nitty gritty of what you did best could mm -hmm. actually fit to help more people. Yep, it, there's a lot of good soul searching that you can do about where is my true gift? What have I been put on this earth to do? And among other things, um, yeah, just working with people and being a safe place. And like I said, let's get to the nitty gritty and get on with it. Yeah, awesome. So you mentioned wellness. Is that really kind of where your specialty lies or what do you focus on? Well, surprisingly, uh, little, I, I guess I should back up and say I do a little bit of everything. So if you come to me and you want support in relationships, we can do that. If you want support in uh, career searching um, or soul searching, we can do that. But my favorite niche, my favorite group of people to work with are people who have a really screwed up relationship with money. And so <laughs> that's my favorite area is because it in, you know, there's lots of money disorders out there. There's, and I mean disorders clinical sense, but um, overspending, underspending, financial infidelity is a really big one where people yeah. spend and don't tell a partner or they're not honest with themselves. And so, you know, there's pieces about mental health that fit into that, like anxiety and depression and couples issues. And so I found that if you can really help people figure out their money story, what's driving their decisions around money, which therefore drives their decisions about their relationships. Um, and then what, so basically what are they telling themselves about money and then what do they want for their financial future? I don't give budgeting advice. I don't give financial advice, but I help you learn how to figure out, um, what's driving my financial decisions. Where do I want to be and how do I start doing things differently? It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. It really comes down to, uh, at least from what I'm understanding, it really comes down to what their mindset is around money. Like, how do they think about it? How do they spend it? Why do they spend it the way that they do? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mindset's a huge piece of it. And we all, I've noticed people tend to think they know what their mindset is, but mm -hmm. the drivers behind it can be a little deeper. So um, there's a guy who, a couple of guys who wrote a book called Mind Over Money, which has really been my inspiration for this. It just really helps identify, there's, there's some specific pathways to figuring out, you know, where did I get messages about money? Who taught me about money? Did I 
to talk about money was shameful. To have money is shameful. To not have money is shameful, um, or whatever emotion may be tied to it. So, um, yeah, it can be pretty deep, and and the things that pop up are pretty fascinating. I love it. I love it. And I think that there are definitely so many people that have the potential to really do some extraordinary things. But mm -hmm. this one key piece seems to really hold people back mm -hmm. from a lot of accomplishments. It, it, yeah. triggers, it triggers a lot of different ripple effects in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it does. Most notably in, in their relationships with a partner. Um, and, you know, you can, I've been shocked. I've seen people who have very positive money affirmations or people who have an abundance mindset. Those are really valuable things. Um, but there's always that thing that really keeps them from going for it. And so um, some straight talk and, and has moved people straight on through it where it's a, it's a thing of the past. Yeah, yeah. It, there seems to be definitely some, you know, some different levels of that as well. So you've got, you know, I'm I'm living paycheck to paycheck and I've been living paycheck to paycheck for 10 years. Uh, you've got that level of people and then there are the level of people that are um, successful to to typical standards, you know, making well above, you know, poverty range. They have plenty of money for their needs and for vacations. Um, but they they don't push any further than that because they're like, well, that would be greedy. And I find that mindset just as interesting as the poverty level mindset as well. Yes, and you really nailed it because it does not have to be um, people who don't have money and you know don't believe you know it's not just a poverty group of people. It think that having money is yucky and dirty and you're a sellout. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's a story in this particular book about a gentleman who lived among other people who were pretty low income, but he happened to have quite a bit of money. And he ended up buying a super rundown vehicle just to fit in with his his group of people. So it's, it's fearful when your financial situation might look different from somebody else's. Um, and it can look like embarrassment or shame or whatever it is. But really, if you can just step into the joy of what money is for you and what it can do for you, um, you know, you don't have to be a dirty sellout. You can you can realize that money helps you give. Um, one of my biggest goals is to be a major donor to the local rescue mission someday. And that's there's nothing. I certainly want things for myself, but there's nothing gross about wanting to be a big donor. <laughs> right. Absolutely. I, I definitely feel the vibe of, you know, being in a position to earn enough money that I can substantially help other people. Yeah. I yeah. Totally There's so much beauty in realizing how do I want to use this tool? How do yeah. I want to use this? Tool? How do I drive it? Not how does it drive me? Absolutely. Absolutely. So shifting gears a little bit, because you are an entrepreneur, and that's typically those that listen to uh, this show, tell me a little bit about how you structure your days so that you take care of the tasks that have to be done, the ones that no one wants to do, the prospecting mm -hmm. and going through the, the hard stuff, um, versus fitting in self-care as well. Yeah. Well, that's a really multi-layered question. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, probably the 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 thing that influences me the most is having a group of 
around me who are supportive and who are involved in the same types of goal setting. So it's nice to have high energy and high frequency around you that go, hey, you know, I worked out today and it makes me go, I have to make sure I get that done. Um, And of course, there are weeks where I suck at all of it. Um, but it, it just comes back to what do I choose about this? What do I choose about this? It's so amazingly empowering when you re- realize the only person decisions for my life is me. And so, for example, this morning, I have to tell you this morning, I told myself I'm going to get up and do my exercise. My, my workout's 35 minutes. I'm paying a trainer to tell me what to do. So do it. I got out of bed when the alarm rang. I put on my workout clothes. I washed my face and brushed my teeth. And then I got back in bed. <laughs> You're like, and that's how my day is going to go today. (laughs) And then a couple minutes later, I thought, well, you've come this far. You may as well get back out of bed and get it done. And I did. So I think just having a sense of humor about about the fact that we've all got a lot of things to do um, and we're just doing the best we can. Yeah. So so what um, moving on to the second part of that question, what what do you do uh, for self-care to keep yourself so that that you are always a priority? Mm hmm. Let's see. Well, you know, boundaries. Boundaries are a person's best friend. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, I think I've, I've said this so many times to clients in the past. It is okay if other people are uncomfortable with your choices. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not talking about it being an excuse for bad behavior or to be un, un, unkind or cruel to someone. Sure. Um, but, you know, my husband doesn't like when I get up early to work out because he's still asleep. And so um, it's okay with me if he's uncomfortable that my alarm goes off, you know, at 630. Uh, it's okay with me if my friends are uncomfortable that I can't go out and do something later on this week because I committed to something else. Um, I think that's one of the most powerful things a person can learn is how to let other people be uncomfortable. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I am a firm, firm believer in boundaries. Um, Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I have another good friend who uh, teaches a class and has written a book surrounding boundaries. I've participated with her and it literally has been one of my most valuable experiences is is really learning how to put that into place. So awesome. Yeah, I'll preach it all day long. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any habits that you do on a regular basis that kind of keep you on track and and focused on your goals? You know, I just started doing one. Um, Again, a friend of mine recommended it. Um, I'm starting to do some daily affirmations, which I'm the first one to say that um, in the past, I have thought that those were cheesy. Um, They were corny and not for me. But um, (laughs) there's a point, too, where you go, look, there's a lot of people I respect and admire and want to be like who have these kinds of daily practices. And so um, in the morning, my um, before I allow myself to do anything at work, I sit down at my desk and they're not the same every day. So they're not the same affirmation day after day. I just kind of take a breath and think, what does my heart need today? And maybe today it's, you know, today I'm capable of persevering. You know, today I'm capable of just putting one foot in front of the other. Um, and so I've just been joking around with a fellow coach that embracing some of the cheesy has really been such a gift. So I'm on board with the affirmations for sure. 
That's awesome. That's awesome. What are some of the non-negotiables in your life? Things that you're like, it doesn't matter. Uh, it goes back to, you know, boundaries and, and things like that. The non-negotiables that you have to have in order to feel like you are following that, mm-hmm. your guiding post. Mm-hmm. Non-negotiables are, you know, in a spiritual sense, I bring all of my decisions back to um, what is my purpose here? What is God's purpose for me here? So I, I may take a moment mm-hmm. to run every decision through that filter. Um, and then some of the stuff is I will never sacrifice breakfast. I will never sacrifice my coffee and breakfast and my quiet time in the morning. And quiet time may be five minutes. It may be 45 minutes. Um, there's Luckily, I, I, the work I do with the wellness company allows me some flexibility. And so if there are days that I've got to have a cup of coffee and um, a strong workout and I don't get to work until 845, I'm, I'm, I'm able to do that and not feel anxious about it. So starting my day according to how I choose is one of those non-negotiables. Yeah. Exercise is a non-negotiable. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Exercise is a non-negotiable. We need that for our minds, for our guts. You know, we have a lot of serotonin in our digestive system, and so our brains get powerful, our guts get powerful, and they play really nicely together um, as far as making us live um, uh, awake and and with energy. Um, so yeah, that's non-negotiable too. And then t- Engaging in something, you know, I'm kind of a nerd as far as history goes. I am a history dork. I mean, I read about it constantly. I'm always thinking about it. So I read nerdy history books before bed. I also won't sacrifice that. I'm always keeping an eye on the time in the evening to make sure I have a few minutes to, to geek out on something unrelated to my business or those those higher level goals. This is just for, for geeking out for fun. This is your guilty <laughs> pleasure. I know, and it's not even like a really exciting one, <laughs> funner or naughtier in some way, but it's just right? history books. <laughs> My guilty pleasure is reality TV, so I get you. Yeah, <laughs> like Survivor. Yes, sometimes Survivor and me are we are we are one. I've watched every episode <laughs> at least twice. <laughs> wow, that's commitment. <laughs> I even auditioned once, and I decided maybe I should just. Maybe I should just watch. <laughs> wow. I would love to hear that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Awesome. 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 If you were going to give a new entrepreneur one piece of advice, what would that be? I would say embrace the cheese. <laughs> embrace embrace the things that seem stupid or like they might be for other people who have their acts together a little more than you do. Um, Things like meditation and affirmations, I am not good at. I'm awful at those. You know, my brain is like a rabid squirrel on crack. And so (laughs) doing things like meditation or journaling or affirmations or slowing down, those feel sort of outside to me um, for other people who do it better. Um, but when I've been encouraged by coaches and friends, you know, embrace some of that that you've considered to be a little um, unnecessary. I've seen my ability to think about my business much more clearly, take much more intentional steps, feel less anxiety, um, and find people like you that I've been able to connect with that are just like I wouldn't have reached out to or connected with otherwise. 
Yeah. Um, so take a minute, do some of those things that feel a little unfamiliar or maybe even cheesy. I've never regretted it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel exactly the same way. I, I'm a fellow rabid squirrel, so it's <laughs> do, 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 do all the time. Um, but I have found that meditating in the morning and journaling at night have been game changers for me. Yeah. And it is it was so, so difficult to really embrace that and get in the habit of that because it just felt so unnatural. Like it wasn't, it wasn't a generating activity. So mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I had time for that, but it really has given me the ability to clarify my thought process and think through things uh, before just jumping right off the cliff. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And if I may just add one piece to that, those are things that are a process to learn how to do. Like you're saying, it's not easy. So in the meantime, I would just really tell people, ask ask yourself what you're here to do and be don't be afraid to be true to that. That's something that I wish I could impart to every client is take that time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's terrifying for some people to really dig in and open up to what they really want. It feels irresponsible. It feels, mm -hmm. you know, so so many feelings I think come up for people when they start to dig into into those questions, answering them honestly. Mm -hmm. Answering them honestly, and as long as and taking as long as it takes. You know, that could be a, a process of years. It could be a process of days. Um, but the world needs what you have that you specifically have. Yeah, I totally agree. Tell everyone the best way to find you on social media or phone, email, whatever way you, you are most comfortable with. Yeah, well, I would say my Facebook um, page is finding, or excuse me, claiming your confidence. And so you can find me on that page. I'm also on Instagram as Sally Cleary Coaching. Um, and so those would probably be the two best ways. My email is sallythecoach at gmail.com. And so, yeah, um, I would love to hear from anybody who needs a boost. That sounds awesome. We will definitely make sure that your contact information is entered in the show notes for anyone who wants to reach out to you. And for my last question, how do you give back? Well, like I mentioned before, um, you know, an emotional thing and, you know, it, it's a practice to get away from a scarcity mindset and an abundance mindset. Uh, that will be something I will always work on. And so I take the thing that I, I hold the tightest and have the most fear around and give it away. Um, and so I found what a, it's actually a huge stress reliever to give that away, not to make myself sound like I'm such a do-gooder and I give to the rescue mission. It's more an act of I face my fear and insecurity um, and moments of scarcity about that by sharing it. And um, that's that's just been a beautiful experience. So I would love to uh, continue that in much bigger ways throughout my life. I love that. I love that. I, I always ask that question last and it's my favorite question because everybody has such a different view on that. Some people are very much like, this is how much money or, you know, this is how much time. And I find that there's, there's just so many more ways to think about how are we giving. Some people are just sharing what they have and that yeah. is giving for them. Uh, yeah. And I love that. I think any way we can look inside of what 
what blessings we've been given, uh, whether that be time or financial or spirit, giving those things away to someone else is mm -hmm. one of the most powerful experiences we can have as a human being. Yes, absolutely. I agree. Figure what it is and give it away. Give it away like candy. I mean, I'm not giving money away like candy, but I'm giving <laughs> it as best I can. <laughs> absolutely. I have thoroughly enjoyed our time together, Sally. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and share your wisdom and expertise uh, with everyone in our little My Whim Life circle. And I certainly wish you the best. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a joy. Have a wonderful rest of your day. I will do it. You as well. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Whim Life show today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the goodness.